All right, welcome to the Sports Ethos Los Angeles Chargers podcast. Uh, Bears, Commanders, the Bears finally get a win after 357 days. Uh, Brandon, your thoughts on the Bears' 20-point win? After a year of sucking, congratulations, Bears fans. Um, almost a full year of sucking. Excuse me. Um, but, oh, I mean, they actually... I, even though they won and they did win in a blowout, I mean, I'm still not sold on Justin Fields yet. Obviously, the team's team is is what they are. They're one and four, um, and the Commanders are a very like up and down team every week. So you know, yeah, they didn't show me. And the Bears almost blew this game too. So they probably I mean, should have blown it, like last yeah. week against the Broncos. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, you, you can be. I mean, listen, Bears fans, you 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 definitely deserve to be happy about something. So, congratulations on the win. But just know that that's gonna be probably your last one in a while. I mean, listen, I could jinx it and say, hey, next week they'll get another. You know, they'll get another one. But I mean, I don't know. I can't see it with how bad they're just struggling. I mean, they're they're secondaries held together by duct tape. Two rookies at this point, <laughs> um, who in the second half of this game got burned bad. Yeah. Um. So, so you know, if only Washington would have known that in the first two quarters, they could have they they probably would have lost the game. Do you want, um, do you want me to read out the rest of the Bears' schedule to you, and you can say yeah, win or loss? Yep. This is the game we're playing because this game was kind of dumb. Um, can we for next week? Broncos Chiefs. Very excited. Uh, Vikings. <laughs> Interesting game, division game. Oh, that's tough. That's tough off the bat. Um, I mean, but they're not going to stop Justin Jefferson. So I would say a loss. Bro, they have like four more national TV games. I forgot about that. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, Raiders. Ooh, why are these games tough? <laughs> uh, uh, I could see them. Believe it or not, I could see them winning that. Well. Raiders have Max Crosby. <laughs> Bears offensive line is not great. Yeah. Uh, oh. oh man, that not about you, but, but because the Raiders offense is so bad. I mean, both offenses are bad, but at least, but if Justin Fields can do what Justin Fields should do, like in this game, I can give them a win for that one. The Raider Raiders are equally as bad. Chargers on Sunday Night Football in L.A. Chargers should win that to me. On, so that's on, a loss for the Bears. Again on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Awful. Uh, Saints. Man, these games are hard to pick. <laughs> Saints defense is really good, though. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think the Saints are very interesting. They're kind of like in the just non-interesting category for me. But yeah, when it comes to the Saints, though, Saints are are a better team on paper than the Bears. I'll say a loss for the Bears there. Um, let me see. And that they they just don't have they don't have the talent to stop Olave and Michael Thomas they they don't so Panthers on Thursday night football oh my God they can actually win that game <laughs> uh the, the that's the real tank ball and it's on prime time on oh Thursday night <laughs> there's no point in even doing a pod that night um <laughs> uh but no actually I'll give the Bears a win there okay at the Lions. Oh, that's a loss. Easy. Um, let's see. 
Um, oh my god. Vikings Monday Night Football. Wow, who wants to watch that? And by the way, it's the ABC game that week. Oh my god. Uh... It's not even... Bro, it's... It's the yeah because it's the ABC exclusive Monday Nighter the actual that only the game's only on ABC I think shoot me shoot me <laughs> uh that one I, well, I, th- I think they'll split with the Vikings because the both teams are equally bad so I think the Bears will get them the second time around I'll give them a win there okay bye week Lions again loss they're gonna lose their <laughs> Lions winning that division's a loss Browns potentially on a Saturday please no. Um, that's a that, that's a loss. Imagine if they put that on Saturday, I will Brown, lose my head. Because Brown, Brown Brown's defense is going to kill them. Cardinals. Lost. Ooh, the Bears could actually the Bears literally could legit end up playing themselves out of the first overall pick mm-hmm. because their their schedule is not that bad, um, for what they are, um, against the Cardinals. <sighs> See, that's that's too far ahead. Because do we know if Kyler's going to be back for that or not? He will be, almost guaranteed. Yeah. Then, oh man, I don't know uh, that one. Can I say tie? <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll allow it. Frick, the Bears suck um, anyway. Uh, Falcons. Ooh. Oh, man, but Desmond Ritter's just not good. So the Bears should win that game. That's a win. Packers. Loss. I think the Packers are better. Okay, that's not bad. It's like average. That's playing yourself out of the, playing yourself out of a pick. I'm just gonna confirm this really quick. Is that? Is, am I reading that right? What was that? Four wins, five wins. Um. Yeah, something like four or five. Yeah. Actually, no. It's not the ABC exclusive. Yeah, all these games are on ABC now. Thank you, God. By the way. Um. So here's here's my thought. Bears defense is virtually the same as the Eagles defense. All they do yeah. is play soft coverage, dude. They yeah. just don't have the players to play. Well, neither does anybody. Why do teams play so many soft coverages this year? I I just don't get it. Like, it's gonna drive me crazy. I listen. It's Cooper not Cup's the Eagles. On. It's not just the Eagles. It's the yeah. Chargers doing it. The Rams are doing it to a degree. There's a lot of teams just running soft squat coverage. It's really weird. And it, and it doesn't work. Like it like bend but don't break is fine if you're up by like you know, two or three scores in the fourth quarter. But I hate seeing it ran the whole game and then and then they and then you know, the coordinators are always sitting there sitting back wondering, Oh well, uh I think we did some good you know, some good things today. I'm like, What do you mean? You got torched by a crap team because you refused to play more than, than or less than ten yards away from the receiver, and then you wonder why you got torched. You're giving up first downs every play. That was like, that was the entire second half of this game, virtually for the Chicago Bears. Yeah, like every like they didn't get. I mean, they didn't get to third down too often because every first down, second down, you know, first and ten, second, second and eight, whatever it was, fifteen yard gains or more. So it was just like you can't win games that way. It's it's why I get on the Eagles so much because it's like. You can get on a, what I'm trying to prove here is it's not just the Eagles. There's a lot of teams that do this on a consistent basis. Oh yeah, and it's really dumb. Yeah, it's like it's like you know some teams get luck get luckier than others, and I mean, you know, 
but that but the, but the only reason the Eagles are four and zero is because even though they play the same defense as everybody else, well, like half the league does at this point, just because they have better talent. But other than that, it's but they're also banged up, which doesn't help. But like I, I'm so tired of seeing teams run a defense like that. I'm like, what ha- whatever happened? I I know teams are I know that the new philosophy in the NFL these days is you know don't get beat, keep everything in front of you. Zone zone is the like, philosophy. Like like I, you know I get it. I mean, I, that's admirable, but you're going to give up big plays anyway. Like, it's going to happen eventually. You give up more big plays playing a soft zone than than playing man-to-man. Yeah, I feel like more teams should play man. What happened to man coverage this year? I know, teams, like, I know teams play it, but it's not many. It's Yeah, it's really not many. It's like a handful of teams. Everybody else is literally playing either a soft zone or a variation of, like, some sort of, you know, some sort of zone coverage. It's really but it's like, weird. Yeah, and then you wonder why a lot of these, and it's weird because some of these games are really high scoring, and some of, I mean, like, you know, like I, I and then you, you see games like, like look at Jets Chiefs. That was a low scoring game, but it's like, I there are two teams that don't necessarily play soft squad zone all the time. They ran a good bit of man both teams on Sunday night. Yeah, yeah, and it, you know, and the thing is, they have, they kind of have the personnel to do that. Like, you know, obviously the Jets have sauce, but I mean, like those are the games that it's like you really get to see who's the best of the best. Like, I can't judge a team on how on how they are if they're both running zones. All of a sudden, it's a high score because then you're all you're judging is how good the offenses are. Zone coverage, soft zone coverage, soft, especially soft squad. It that doesn't tell you anything about the defense, like. We're not learning just, anything about a lot of these defenses other than most of them are just not very good. Yeah. Like, it's 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 just baffling to me. And then every week these coordinators say this. You know, I've seen it in Philly, but I've seen other coordinators say it too. It's like, oh, yeah, we got to get better. Then stop playing the same damn defense every week. That's not a hard thing to do. And what like, ends up happening is what's been happening to the Bears the last two weeks, where – the Bears are getting a big offensive lead against really bad offense. Well, bad offenses. Broncos are a bad offense. I think Washington's at least improving. I don't think they're where they need to be yet, but by week 12, I think they're going to get there. I, I, I just look at it and go, of course you're coming back. Like, of course this game's not actually over when it should be over because you're just giving up yardage all the time. It's like, you know, what what do we always say? Like, if... The best way to beat zone coverage is just quick passing plays. Slant all day. Slant and just, you know, any kind of variation of a five-yard route, five-yard in. And every team and, knows how to do that effectively. Almost every yeah. NFL team does that on a weekly basis. Yeah, and then you see, like, coordinators, they'll say after the game, like, oh, I don't, I don't know why we got beat. You're playing 10 yards off the guy on third and three? Maybe that's why? And and don't like, give me And don't give me the excuse of, like, oh, we're playing this zone coverage because we're up by 20 points. I don't think it matters anymore in this. What, what I've learned doesn't through matter. the first five weeks is that it doesn't matter because yeah. you're going to – you're off – most offenses in the NFL cannot – especially this year, cannot cannot sustain scoring 80% of the time. Not not 80, obviously, because that's unrealistic, but you know, like a, a fairly respectable high percentage. Most yeah. offenses can't really do that, so you're going to get – your defense is going to struggle. And the Bears had that for most of that second half. They only 
they only scored, what, three points until the end of that game. Yeah. Like, I I look at so many of these of these defenses, and I'm just like, you know, but as I'm watching the second half of this game, I'm like, I'm like, are are they just content just to sit back and blow the lead? Like, you know, like like the coverages. I mean, you know, it's like every time we talk about it, it's like you can't. And that's the problem too with these defenses. You're like, not every single one of these defenses, these soft zone defenses, have good safeties over the top. There's they're only not handful. equal. They're not equal, and that's the point. They're not equal. And there's only there's only a handful of good safeties in the NFL. So, like, you know, you're putting a lot of work and a lot of strain on your secondary because you want to sit there and play basically bend but don't break defense. And nine times out of ten, it's going to cost you. Like, it's 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 why. It's basically why Philly's only won one score games these first four weeks, and it's why it seems like it's like why it's why the Bears blew the game against the Broncos. It's and that's why, why the Bears almost blew this game today. And honestly, yeah. realistically, they should have blown it. Yeah, and they should and they should have. Joey Sly didn't have you know two cro- crooked feet. Um, but like this it's, is it's, this is why the chart. This is one reason why the Chargers can't hold leads in the fourth quarter. It's yeah. one of the. It's not. I don't think it's a top reason for them, but it's one oh, of the it's, reasons. It's, it's up there. It's like top two or three. Yeah. Um. You know, just but just you know, the, the, but those are the, but those are you know the three teams. But I get it. I guarantee if we think about it, we can think about more. Right. Um. Like I don't think there's it, a need for it. I'm just talking about overall. This thing is happening, and it's like an epidemic. Yeah. Ridiculous. Like you know, it's like it's like I you know, then they sit and then they sit back and wonder, well, oh, well, our defense is you know you know we're last in takeaways or not or like we're or we're at the bottom in takeaways and then i go oh our, our points per game is not good well no duh when you give up 10 yards of play what do you think is going to happen so it's just like i and I, i've said this not not just about philly but about other teams it's like you know i don't get how coordinators how us as fans and commentators can see the issues before these guys who get paid up and it's stupid amount of money and they can't see it how do you not see it? How uh, even, do you not see the problems? Even think back to the first couple of weeks when we started talking about the Seahawks and how Shane is like, first week of the season against the Rams, we're talking about, oh, they don't have the talent to run a cover three zone all the time. But yet they keep doing it because it's Pete Carroll's philosophy. Like, this is what Shane said week one. You could make that same thing for how many of these teams are running these very simple zone coverages and expecting it to work. It's just, it's just too often, and it's and it's a lot of different teams, and it's just it happens too much, you know. And then they sit there and they keep talking about making adjustments, and then the next week it's the same thing. Why? If it doesn't work, you change it. Like no no one's saying you know that you know if, if oh you know the second they score a touchdown on you oh you know it's time to change the the philosophy. But you know, but if teams are consistently hanging thirty plus forty plus points on you, you you should probably want to change the defense at some point. I think the point that we're trying to make here, and I understand that offenses are tremendously better than they were 10 years ago in the NFL. What we're making a point here is that there are simple adjustments to combat that. This is not an example of, oh, the offenses are just going to score a bunch of points. Defenses have a major part to play in it too. And I think this year in particular, five weeks in the season or four and Thursday night is that the defenses are a big part to play and why offenses are scoring what they are this year. Yeah. Just giving them, 
you know, especially to it. And then here's the thing, like, it's why, like, and then you look at it too. When when you play, and I've said, I think I said this to you, what, probably over, yeah, I think I said to you on, on Sunday or Monday. I was like, you know, when you have a coverage like that, where your second daily, where your second level guys, you know, all your linebackers and all that stuff. Do you know how much strain that puts on your defensive line to try to get home to the quarterback in three seconds? Yeah, and most like, defensive lines can't really do that, and they can't do it. Like, you know, Philly's gotten lucky with it because they have they have an, uh, an absolute monster defensive line, and it's not but, every week. It's not every week you're gonna play the Giants O line. Yeah. So like, it's just, you know, and I, and I said it even with the Eagles game last week, and I'll, and now you know everybody's like, oh, well, Matt Stafford gets the ball out quick too. Yeah, he does. So if if we're all knowing that, and that's in like, with all these other teams, if you know you're facing a quarterback that gets the ball out quick, why are you not changing your philosophy at least for one week? And we're like, not, yeah. and we're not saying I get why they're doing it to a degree where it's like you don't want to give up the big play over the top. But most of these quarterbacks, like a Stafford, like a Cousins, like uh, even Goff to a degree, a Geno Smith, I, I think the list can go on and on. Most of these quarterbacks are more comfortable with short and intermediate in general. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, you don't you don't want to ask your offense to be a big play offense because that doesn't work in the NFL when, when you're trying to run an offense. You have to be able to hit, you know, at every level, short, intermediate, and deep. But... So I get taking away the deep part of it, but the problem is if you're taking away the deep part of it, even if you shut them out on the deep ball, a team can still put up 30-plus points on you because you're giving up the short and intermediate every single time. And guess what? That drive takes out, let's say, most of the first quarter versus the first two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of being instead of having a quick three and out, you're sitting there, you know, first play could be a... a well, you know, it could be a passing play of five yards. But okay, but okay, so you gave up five yards. Oh, that doesn't seem like much, but five yards turns into seven, turns into ten, turns into fifteen, and all of a sudden, yeah, like like we're saying, that drive, I saw it literally on, and I'm sure a lot of people did because it, it was on TV. It happened in the Commanders Eagles game, watching the score on their first two drives, because that's all Philly did was sit back, and just sit back, and sit back some more. And then all of a sudden, the whole first quarter is gone. They have 14 points. Like, okay, yeah, no duh. You know, no duh you're losing. Because you're not even trying to defend anything short. You're, you're basically playing sticks defense, almost. And that doesn't really work. So It's like sticks it, minus five yards. Yeah. It's it's just like... I mean, means you're only I covering mean, five yards. Yeah. And I, I had this problem with Philly last year, but just with, with the other teams in general for this year, too. It's like... It seems like I don't get I don't get what I don't get what these teams are trying to accomplish when you are running a defense that clearly does not work. So it's like I I don't get why. Okay, go ahead, Brandon. Go ahead. Sorry, we had, yeah. we had your mic cut off for a bit. Go ahead. Yeah. So what what did you hear up to that point? No, I what, you were just talking about how like the five, ten, fifteen yard pieces and then and then continue from there about how well these teams are are really struggling on defense yeah so when, when you look at these teams and when we look at them you know by by the end of the season right and we started like looking at these teams like oh yeah you know, the, the four and oh three and one teams right now when you start looking at them at the end of the season you'd be like oh yeah who's the super bowl contender who's who's the teams that are going to make a big push in the playoffs like you have to analyze these teams for what they are 
And if all these teams are going to run the same style, just with the slight variations of defense, it's going to make it hard to, to see which team is clearly going to be a real Super Bowl contender, which teams are going to have issues in the playoffs. Like, you know, because we, we don't we know all... what their defenses are going to look like. And then, But here's my other question, Brandon. How are we going to analyze these teams when we get to cold-weather games in Buffalo and New England in November and December? Oh, yeah. How are we even going to look at that? And you and you know what too too that a lot of these defenses play into cold weather teams' strengths, cold weather offenses, because you're getting worn down right after a six seven minute drive. Your defense is worn out because you're just getting beat up every single play, and then they, you give up a touchdown in in negative five ten degree weather, especially in Buffalo, in New England, in places where the weather is terrible. Your defense is is that's how you get injured. And not just injured. That's how you end up just giving giving up like what the what the Broncos defense gave Miami, it's seventy points. So, and obviously that's not a recipe for winning. So, so that's the issue I have with all these teams that run that same defense. It's like, a we're not going to know who a true contender is because it's like okay, your record is what you are, but the record doesn't tell the whole story. So it's like you know I hate when people say oh, they don't ask how. They ask how many, right? But but how matters? Because you can't be like, it was like the Vikings last year. They said, you know, it was like, oh, Vikings are, are a real, you know, they can make a real push into the playoffs. What happened? Vikings got smacked by, by the New York Giants. So I, I don't get how people are like, oh, they don't ask how, how, but how many. It's like, okay, but your record doesn't always tell you what you are. There's pl- I've seen plenty of teams so far that are one and three, or two and two. Not many, but there are some where it's like they have a lot of positives and they could have one. They could easily be flipped. Their records could be flipped into you know one and three could be three and one. There's a couple of teams that I that like the Cardinals are an example of that. Um, but it's just like, you know, I, I just need to see these teams defensively playing smarter football and to get to bring it back full circle that's what the bears just don't do that's why they're one and four i mean yeah you won tonight you got lucky but you know and people and people people will the people will scoreboard watch and say oh yeah well they won by what three scores okay you won by three scores but that was a that should have been a one score game if joey sly makes that kick and all of a sudden you're sweating that last five minutes out yeah so so you know, yeah, you won by three scores, but you easily could have lost that game or went to overtime and, and you know, and had a real, you know, it. This is what I guess the game this year is. It's just we 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 don't know anymore how what to make of these teams. Uh, at least def- def- defensively. Um, with that, let's talk about one of the greatest defenders of all time, uh, fellow Chicago Bear himself, Dick Buckus, who sadly passed away in his sleep at eighty years old. How do you think he changed the linebacker position as we know it today? I mean, not. I mean, what can you say about the man that hasn't already been set? I mean, we 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 know his pedigree. You know, we know how great, of, how hard hitting he was. I mean, just the, the, he was one of the you know. I mean, there's so many linebackers in in that era, like you know, and in, in the early days of the NFL, or like when they really, um, you know, when teams really started having, when you really started seeing real big. Um, you know, uh, like impact players. Um, Dick Buckus was, I mean, the guy is considered one of the greatest linebackers to ever play the game for a reason. And many people put him at the, put him as their number one. Um, 
I mean, you know, it's it's wild to think uh, that he's gone. I mean, whenever you hear like a great player, like it, no matter how old they are, no matter if they're forty, no matter if they're eighty, if they live to a hundred, you know, we can say as they get older, or you know, we we saw things like this coming. Um, but it's still a sad thing because it's just like when you have a player of such a high pedigree, like what Dick, Dick Buckus was, um, just the, the, like, everybody talks about it. You know, you see the old highlight reels of him, you know, in, in really grainy looking footage, but but still, like, him making big hits, big tackles, you know. That's exactly he, what I was going to say, his impact on the way he tackled. It's just, like, without Dick Buckus, not just for the Bears, but, like, with, without Dick Buckus, like, do people realize, like, we talk about Brian Erlacher. There'd be no Brian Erlacher if it yeah. wasn't for Dick Buckus. There would be no Ray Lewis. There would be no, you know, Brian, LT. Brian Dawkins, LT, yeah. Like, like, they're, they're, like, all those guys that were heavy hitters, but impact players who changed courses of games. Dick Buckus was one of the, I mean, not one of the, he wasn't the first, but he was one of the first big, big impact players in NFL history, and it's like, it just can't be understated how much he meant to the Bears, how much he meant to football, and just, he was a good guy, I mean, everybody that met him said, said that they were, it's funny, you know, that he was, he was so ferocious as a tackler, and it's on the field, you know, you know, being a leader, but yet, you know, off the field, he couldn't be the nicest guy, he was the nicest guy on the planet, um, but that's just, you know, it's, it's crazy when you know, the Bear, the Bear, listen, we talk about the Bears, how bad they are, but they won this game for him, and we know they did. Um, no, absolutely, you know, 100%. That, you know, so they, you know, but congrats to them on that, but also it's a it's a bittersweet day. You know, they win their first game of the season, but it, it comes with a with a price. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, just just, just look, but look at all the things that Dick Buckus did. Like, we don't, we don't even have his official sack total, but God was, you know, he only played, remember, he didn't even play that long. He only played, I think, nine seasons in the league. Wow. And and but he was an eight-time Pro Bowler. He was a five-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, two-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year. He won the Hallis Award in '74. Obviously, that's given out by the Bears. 1960s All-Decade Team, 1970s All-Decade Team. He was part of the 75th and 100th anniversary uh, NFL teams. Obviously, his Bears numbers retired. He's one of the hundred greatest Bears of all time. All that stuff, but it, you know. And and it also can't be understated too that this guy was Chicago through and through. He was born in Chicago. So, you know, this guy, if 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 there was ever a, like a representative, a figurehead of Chicago, Dick Buckus, tough, gritty, uh, you know, blue collar, um, you know, enough can't be said about about the kind of player he was, but also the kind of man he was, and that's, you know. It's, you know, we can't say enough about him, you know, rest in peace, you know, it's just sad, but, you know, you gotta look back at all the things he gave the sport and he, that, and how he transcended the sport, you know, just by his style of play and who he was. Uh, uh, guess, guess who I never thought would make our news segment on the bingo card this season? Who? Magic Johnson. Oh, Lord. The what? new the new minority owner of the Commanders yeah, last week said yes, that sir. the Commanders played pretty well against the Bills a few weeks before last week or whenever that was. He tweeted, 
Tonight, the Commanders played with no intensity or fire. We didn't compete in the first half and got down 27-3 heading into halftime. It was too big of a hole to climb out of, and that's why we ended up losing 40-20. Minority owners complaining about their teams on Twitter. Welcome that's, to the new era of ownership. That's where we're at. I mean... Welcome to the new era of ownership, baby. Magic Johnson. Oh, boy. I mean, I get that he's mad, but... but Damn, uh, boy! But I get that he's mad, but Jesus. Like, that's that's pretty scathing that you're... That, I mean, yeah, minority owner, but man, he's even ripping into the team that he owns. Like, that's, <laughs> that's, that's not good at all. That, nope. You know what isn't I mean, good? Evan Neal's comments. Oh, yeah. We're going we're gonna to really get into that one. We're going to rip into that. But finish up your Magic Johnson point before we continue. No, just uh, like, but my God. I mean, well, Ma- Magic's always going to make headlines wherever he goes. So obviously, no matter, you know, and also he is a Twitter presence. He is a social media presence. So, I mean, this is just the modern era where it's like every owner in some way, shape, or form has a social media presence. He's better at Twitter than he was at being the president of the Lakers. I I almost thought for a second you were gonna say oh he's a he's a Hall of Famer on Twitter and a, a, as a Laker, uh no because like you know or, or oh he you know he was a bet he's better on on Twitter than he is at being a Laker and I was about to say like I thought that's where you were going I was like whoa wait a minute don't say that <laughs> um but no Magic Johnson on Twitter is funny and then you always have the people making fun of him saying oh yeah thanks Magic because he's almost like Captain Obvious oh my God yes. So so, I love people saying, "Yeah, thanks, Magic," in the comments uh, I mean, under that, like that, everything he posts. I mean, that's pretty much what this tweet was, but I still read it anyway. Like Magic Johnson tweets at, like an old man. Like no, he okay, does. Matt, I'm like Magic. We 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 don't have a a a a TV with the antenna, and we have more than four channels. We were able to watch the game tonight, and we were able to see everything you saw. You don't have to tell us again for the whole world to see. (laughs) We we didn't watch it on our four TV channels. We watched it on our our internet cable (laughs) provider on Prime (laughs) or on Twitch or wherever you saw it. Um, All right, let's go on Evan Neal. Uh, We're going to roast this man to hell in a handbasket. He said to Daryl Slater, New Jersey Advanced Media, hey, it's it's your neck of the woods, his media program. <laughs> yeah, How great is that? that? Uh, he said, why would a sheep concern himself, or why would a lion concern himself with the opinion of a sheep? The person that's mm. commenting on my performance, what does he do, flip hot dogs and hamburgers somewhere? Uh, why, why fans boo? He said, because that further shows that people are fair weather, a lot of fans are bandwagoners. I get it. They want to see us perform well, and I respect that, but no one wants to perform better than I do. And how can you say you're really a fan when we're out there battling our asses off and the game wasn't going well? Best you could do is boo. So much of a fan are you. First off, you play for the Giants. What do you expect? There's a lot wrong with his comment. There's about three or four things wrong in his whole statement there. Okay, number first thing I'll point out, which I think you can elaborate on a lot more than I can, you play for the Giants. What do you expect, dude? What do you expect? Oh god. Like there oh, there's man. there was a, this is the best. There was a Jets fan a couple weeks ago who he had got like front row seats to a Jets game and he's like and he sees Zach Wilson walking in the tunnel and he yells at Zach. He's like, "These tickets aren't cheap, Zach Wilson." Yeah. Like that's New that. York, man. Like come on. 
Yeah, and in in our area, we are not afraid to tell you how we feel. And it's funny because a lot of these players get sensitive. Like then that's why you see like in other in other New York sports, you know, players can't handle the pressure. Well, you know, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen, homie. Because get this, out of New York. this is because this, this this is what we are here. Like the whole the whole the tri-state area in general is just this is what it is. You got to be able to take a lot of criticism. Like we're gonna love you when you play well, but this but it, when you don't, you are going to hear it. So, you know, it's funny because all these players, you know, I get that they, that they don't want to be booed. Nobody does. But you would figure after a bad performance, you know, these players say they want to get better. Then, you can, I mean, it's easier to send them but go do it. Stop looking like you're disinterested every week. If you say you want to get better, this is another thing that in his comment that he does say. You know, he's like, oh, you know, nobody takes this game as serious and is wanting to be better as I do. Yeah, well, he said that I in mean, his apology. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? I'm like I'm I'm like well I mean I, I I understand that, but at the same time you're not getting better, and then Don LaGreca goes on the Michael K show and calls him a turnstile. It's like well yeah because he is he's actually terrible, uh, and you know so that was that was one of the things I had I felt that was wrong, and then obviously you know obviously calling people out you know calling fans out calling them bandwagons in Fairweather, bro you scored zero you got blown out forty to nothing at home against the Cowboys. And you haven't scored a touchdown at home all season. In the two games you, well, I should say all season, but the two games you played at home, you haven't even scored. So, I don't understand when you're like, "Oh, fairweather fans," that and and who's also, bandwagoning the fucking Giants? Exactly. <laughs> who, is, who, who is who is bandwagoning you? First of all, because I I'm sorry, but every Giants fan I know. They're on the verge of jumping into the Passaic River right now with all the radioactive fish that are in there. So don't tell me the there's any bad luck. Eagle eels, bro. <laughs> oh my god, I I am so pissed when I see like players like, you know, you gotta re- you gotta re- like read the room, bro. You play for like like you were saying, Rob. You play for the Giants. This isn't the Niners. This isn't the Eagles. This, this isn't, isn't any Dolphins. of the West teams. This isn't the. This is the freaking New York area, dude. You it's piss, it's so you, bad. You piss off the New York area. They're gonna they're gonna bite back. And then and then here here's the thing too. Peter Rosenberg also on the Michael K show because I heard that whole segment. He then says he then takes offense with the whole bandwagon statement. He's like, how do you call these fans bandwagoners when a lot of them will show up in the pouring rain? They spend their hard-earned money on food, on cons- on other concessions, which on, is expensive on as fuck. And especially in this area, oh, I know how expensive it is. So you're calling these people fair weather. They pay a, a small fortune to watch you play. These people, this might be the only chance they get to see you play. And this is the this is what you're calling them. You're calling them hot dog pushers and burger flippers and calling them fair weather fans because you had a problem with them booing you. Are you kidding me? They deserve better. Um, listen, I love when the Giants lose. It's funny to me. I love it because the Eagles that gives the Eagles a free path to win the NFC East. But we don't approve of this shit. But yeah, but not this. And I know plenty of Giants fans who are suffering. Like they, they like, and and my father was a Giants fan, but my God, my dad never had to deal with a Giants team this bad in his entire life. And it's like, you know, it's, it's, it's like Jesus, man. Like it's, it's so bad when a player, like uh, a player could just say, oh, I don't get why fans are booing, you know, we're trying our best. That's one thing. But when you demean them like three separate times, you called them stadium, hot dog flippers. 
Like what that, the that's f- a whole that's a whole nother level of bad. And then his apology is is so it's just bland. So, yeah, like here's his apology. He says, "I am wrong for lashing out at the fans who are just as passionate and frustrated as I am. I let my frustrations in my play and desire to win the to win get the best of me." I had no right to make light of anyone's job, and I deeply regret the things I said. We are working day in and day out to grow as a team, and this is an unnecessary distraction. I apologize. It's not an unnecessary distraction. It's stupid. Yeah, it's... that. I hate that phrasing. Distraction. It's like, that's more than a distraction. Like, that's it's not a it's, distraction. It's gross. It's gross the meaning of the, of the city you live in, bro. It's it's just it's gross. It's not even distra- like it's not a distraction. It's just gross negligence on his part. Like I've never and I've played sports. I've never been so pissed at a game. Like because I mean we don't have we didn't. I mean when I played we didn't have fans obviously because we was just, it was just our parents watching us obviously stuff like that. But but I didn't say after a game to my family or friends, oh my teammates suck, or oh I hate my coach, or oh like. That was basically what Evan Neal had said to the fans who are trying to support them. Who are trying their best to support one of the worst... We we called it like it is on Monday. We called it the worst O-line performance ever. You played... Your O-line played like crap. You deserve to be booed. Like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, you know, you know he's like... It's it's the same thing like when I see the Yankees play. And everybody's like, oh, what? Like, when... And then... And Hal Steinbrenner, who is the Yankees owner now... He said back in June, I mean, this was June, so it was early in the season, but he's, and remember, the Yankees didn't even make the playoffs. They didn't even come close to making the playoffs this year, uh, postseason, I should say, because it's not called playoffs in baseball. Um, he says, oh, I don't get why fans are booing. It's only June. Are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> what the hell Are the you kidding? So It's like, the biggest, oh, like, it is literally the biggest sports brand in the world. Why do you think you're booing in June? Yeah. Because this this team was like literally like ten games out of of the division, and then they're wondering, oh, why are fans booing? It's like Evan Neal, oh, you know these fans booing have no right to boo. Do you realize the market you are in? Do you know the market you're in? Listen, it's not even the market. That like I don't care if this is New York, I don't care if this is Houston, I don't care where this is. If they they're gonna boo you when you play bad, so. You know, instead of blaming the fit, that's, that's why you have to look at yourself. Look at yourself and look at your team before you start blaming the fans for anything that, you know, for why you're so angry, why you're disappointed, why your desire to play is not where it should be, how you're so critical of yourself. Like, the, the fans ha- are not in the wrong ever. The only time fans are ever in the wrong on anything is if you're throwing stuff on the field and like you know towards players and like trying to injure them and we've seen that before and stuff like that but other than that fans are never in the wrong for booing teams that they're passionate about never because you want to win and like these players are these players are always like oh you know we want to win too okay but go out there and do it instead of making the excuse that the fans aren't helping you the fans are booing you because they know you're not good, and they want you to fix it. So when you're not when you're not fixing it, and the job's not getting done, and they boo you more, don't blame the fans. I I, I can't wrap my head around anything that there's like there's no way you can spin anything that he said, either his apology or what he said. 
there's no way to spin it. It's my, just terrible all the way around. My biggest thing is this is New York City, dude. These are people who, by the way, you, you know this because you live on the East Coast. These are people mm-hmm. who are hard workers no matter what work they do. They care yep. about their jobs. They care about what yep. they're doing. And you're demeaning their work. You're demeaning them paying all this harder money to see you suck ass on national got- TV. And you have the right to just sit there and go, oh, yeah, I'm better because I make more money. Bro, I don't care how much you make. Go out there and win some football games, you idiot. That's what New and, York and, fans are thinking right now. Like, bro. And, and and you know what's even worse, too? It's like, you know, you got to also realize the area. And like like I said, it doesn't matter if it's Houston or if it's, you know, wherever it is or if it, if it is New York. But in New York, it does matter more because not only do we work hard here, but you got to also realize. And this is going deeper than probably what players in this area realize because they make stupid amounts of money. But everything here. In this market, because I'm in New Jersey, but the mar- but the market is is NYC. Yeah, it's the New York market. Yeah. So you know, because we're like I said, I'm 15 minutes from from the city. I can see the city. I can see the skyline from my backyard. You literally um, are 15 minutes away from MetLife where the game happened on Monday. Yeah. So so I know when I say this, nothing is cheap in this area. You can go into like Colorado. You can go into other areas where there's not you know maybe not as much development or land. But everybody knows the NYC market. Is one of the most expensive. So when you have people trying to scrape by to get a dollar, and they spend that dollar, that last dollar in their pocket to come see you play, and that's what you say about the fans in this area, game on you times two million for that. That is ridiculous. It's beyond ridiculous. Like there's no words for. I can't even describe. And it's funny. If I was a Giants fan, I'd be. I mean, I'm I'm angry anyway. But I'd be even more angry if a player, if an Eagles player, said that about about our fan base, or whatever it was. And there have been players that have said that about the Eagles fan base. But I cannot understand. I see, and you know what's funny? A lot of my friends who are Giants fans have defended Evan Nielsen. Oh, you know, he's still kind of, you know, trying to get it get it together, all that stuff. And then so I I want to I'm gonna ask them after we get off this. I'm gonna ask them what they think about what he said. You because text them right now. I want their reaction. Message he's, them. Like he's he's spitting right in their face. So I I have to find that out. But but oh my I'll God. leave that. I'll leave, I'll leave the I'll leave the rest of you, Rob. Because I'm gonna text no, them right. I, now. I bro, it's just I'm done. You've said everything I need. Like part a big part of why I have an issue with this is the fact that it's the New York market. If it's any other market, it's stupid. But there's a level of stupidity. When it's the market that you live in, Brandon, which any of us, even us, even Chan and I who live up way here in Washington State understand the New York media, the New York fan base don't stand for losing and don't stand for losing bad. Like this, this is insane stuff. Um, it's, it's just it, like, ridiculous. It, just, it can't, it just, it can't be understated how it just gross, uh, you know everything he said was about about the fans and about their play and all that stuff like you know you got to be better you know like i'd rather have a guy sound defeated and give a generic answer than to just absolutely rip into an entire fan base and an entire market it's ridiculous you, you can't do that uh all right let's uh what we can do is game game of the week we're doing two of them again this week because uh well, the non-national games of the week because we're only doing two because another laundry game. 
which is a very good one. In uh, Jaguars-Bills, the Jags play back-to-back in London, this time at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. So Jags-Bills, we can't pick. Uh, Chiefs-Vikings, we can't pick as a thin rolling game on CBS. And your Eagles against the Rams, we can't pick as the number one on Fox. Cowboys-Niners, Sunday night, we can't pick. And Packers-Raiders, we cannot pick as well. Jesus. Jesus. What are we doing? The park game of the week? Uh, we're doing yeah. the games of the week. Games Sh- of the week first. Shane, what are Shane? What are your thoughts on Evan Neal calling New York fans stupid? Basically, I mean he's not wrong. Um, <laughs> no offense to you guys, but um, well, I'm an Eagles fan. I don't care. No, not oh. you. I'm I'm saying, but the area, you know, yeah. them, yeah, the yeah, area. yeah. Um, no, I mean. Listen, listen. I I was like, I was um, reading his comments, and you know, it he does have a point because you know we all sit here on our couches and go, oh, that guy sucks. It's like, okay, why don't you go out there? <laughs> How good you do, you know? And it it's like, yeah, it's true. You know, he he's got a point for being like, what do you do with your life? <laughs> Flip hamburger, you know, it's like, yeah, all right. Um, you know, I, I couldn't play offensive line any better, so. I, yeah. I feel, I feel, I feel like you, I feel like you could play all line better than the way of a Neil did on Monday, though. I feel, I see the, the second, the, the second you bring that up, Bell, you know, he's not wrong. It's like, remember that Stephen A. Smith thing? Oh, it's like, you're not wrong, but you didn't have to say it. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. like, it's like that, that's how I feel. Like, like, I can yeah. see why he's not wrong, and I, I you know, and trust me, I, I know all that stuff. But, but then you got also got to look at it from this area, like you know, for him to say that though, and especially because of how expensive, like, listen, things are expensive across the U.S., but especially here in this market, things are so expensive here, and so for people that are scraping by, and remember, football tickets are not cheap either, to spend their last dollar on these games to come see you play. In in rain, cold weather, snow, especially in this area, we get a lot of that. Um, it's just it's it's just it's tone deaf though too. Like it's mm-hmm. it, it 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 can make sense, and like it's it, but it's just like you know, you're not wrong to a degree, but you don't have to go there and say it. And also, you know, it completely just like listen, you're already having a bad season. The last thing you want to do is insult your fans. So yeah. You know, I mean, they're used to that, but um, oh, believe me, I, I give Giants the bad, crap all the time. The, the bad season part. Yeah. Um, Shane, I'm going to ask you a question before <laughs> we do our, the games of the week, though. Um, what do you I've think about all the? What do you think about all these teams running soft zone and giving up a bunch of points like we saw tonight? Running stop zone. Soft zone. Oh! 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 Um. Well, I, I mean, I don't know if the purpose of it is to give up points. It's what it is really is a way to conserve your energy on defense because man is man coverage is generally better, I think. However, uh, it is very tiring, especially. For a whole, you know, three-hour game. 
So, you know, I I get it, but I think, like you said, we've we're seeing this season how it's um, you know a bit of a hindrance to some people. You know, like the commanders tonight, for instance. Um, but I mean, you can name a bunch of teams, and uh, really. You know, it all goes back to the Legion of Boom because they did that really well because they were very smart. And ever since then, um, everyone's kind of failed to replicate it. Um, even the Seahawks themselves. So, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, like, I get it, but it's like, okay. This isn't working, so why are we still doing it, you know? Yeah. See, like, the the conserving energy part, though, is, is like, I get why it conserves energy, because, yeah, man is exhausting, because you see it all the time. You know, you're running up to, if you're running up to the line to play man every single play, yeah, you're going to get, like, you're going to just be running a lot. But at the same time, when your defense is on the field for seven minutes, eight minutes, every single drive, that's, all, that's also exhausting. Or so, longer, yeah. So it's like, so it's like. I mean, the I mean, the Eagles won a game. They had a nine minute drive to finish the damn game a couple weeks ago. Like, yeah, it's you know, like that's why. Like, it is no, but playing man is exhausting. But when they're playing that soft, where it's like where you're giving up ten yards on a third and three, right? And then like, and like the defense gets gassed, and it's like, and then you got the like I was saying the Rob, you know, you got the coordinator. Then the game thing, you know, like, oh, I don't know why we gave up like, you know, 30 points. Though we played well enough on defense. It's like, oh, well, I mean, when you're giving up 10 yards on third and three, you know, it's it's not hard to see why you lost. Like, right. it's it's like I get like I like teams that are able to change up or at least disguise defenses better, disguise their their their, you know, different kinds of, you know, things better. But it's like I. I just want to see a team that can implement zone really well and make it work and be like a successful defense. Cause it's like, I, I don't know too many successful besides the Legion of Boom. I don't know too many successful zone defenses that really, I mean, work. Like I, I want to see teams, you know, since, since both are exhausting anyway, I would love to see teams kind of have a defense where it's like, where it's like they know when they need to switch to man. They know when they need to switch. I mean, you're not going to be a hundred percent every single play, but the obvious plays like a third and three, third and four, you shouldn't be playing zone. That should be a man-to-man defense. Right. Like, those are the things that frustrate me. It's like, if I can see it as it's happening, I don't get how these teams don't make adjustments to these certain situations. It's the situational awareness of these teams that's pissing me off on defense every week. Yeah. It was, so and- it's like... No, go ahead. I was done. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say... um Part of the problem, too, is that, you know, it's no secret that I think offenses are getting more clever for offensive coordinators, um, offensive coaches, whatever, you know, are getting more clever. So as a result, you know, I feel like defensive coaches have been a little slow to catch on because there are... Uh, if I'm correct, there the 
head coaches in this league are like two thirds offensive, maybe more. Um, so, you know, that obviously you're going to get that imbalance where you have these really clever offenses and defenses who are like, oh, what do I do? I don't know. You know, um, I'm actually going to look through the look through a list of the coaches right now and count what side of the ball they are. You guys talk about something else while I do that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's let's do games of the week. So again, the games we can't pick: Jags, Bills, and London. Eagles, Rams is the number one Fox game. Chiefs, Vikings, the Taylor Swift game is the number one game on CBS. What a surprise! Uh, Cowboys, Niners Sunday night. <laughs> And Packers Raiders Monday night. Uh, who are you picking for game of the week, Brandon? Go ahead. Or the Ugh. two games we're picking two. Yeah. Uh, oh man. I mean, I mean, when you look at it, we're only picking the damn one o'clock window because everything else is a primetime game. It seems like pretty, pretty much. much. Yeah, pretty much. Or it's much. just crap. <laughs> or it's just crap. Like this, this, this week is crap. Um. Hmm. Oh my God! They're really there's like there's nothing, nothing. To pick there's from. nothing to pick. <laughs> That's Christ. why this game no matter... works. That's why this game no. works. Oh my God! Oh, uh, you know what? Actually, I have one that could be interesting. Go for I it. will say, and this this is I have my first pick. I will say, Saints Patriots. All right, so, I like it. So, both teams, we know their defenses really well. They're both great defensive teams. They both have kind of game-managing quarterbacks. Um, I mean, str- struggling offenses. Like, this is going to be a dogfight of a game, it feels like, just because it's it's just – it. that's just how it just seems. Like, it's – it's you have real good two, – two good defensive teams. Uh I mean, the only the only thing the only slight nod you could really give is to the Saints, a because Gonzalez. I think Gonzalez is, is done for the season. I believe he's out for the year. Yes. Yeah. So well, so they picked up J.C. Jackson from the Chargers. So we'll see how that looks. We'll see, but uh, um, but you have Olave, you have Michael Thomas, you know, you have weapons there you can use to your advantage, especially against a good Patriots defense that likes to blitz a lot. So and those guys, I mean, Michael Thomas, slant boy. Um, you know, those, those are quick passes you'll be able to get off. You should be able to get off. Uh, Olave is, you know, Olave does what Olave does. Um, so does, I think the Saints have a slight edge in that, but I mean, their offenses are, both of them are kind of stagnant and their defenses are just very lights out. Like those defenses are, they both don't really give an inch. That game is going to be just who gets the, really, to me, it's like that game is like whoever gets to like 17 points wins that <laughs> oh my game. God. Uh, guess the line, Brandon, for this game. Ooh. Uh. Saints minus three. Shane, guess the line. Uh. Saints Patriots. Yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm, I'm thinking. Um. Saints. Honestly, I'll go like Saints minus two. It's a pick'em. Really? It's, it's minus a... one? No, it's literally even. It's a pick'em. Oh my god. 
Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that, I mean, hey, the way I described it too sounds like a pick'em. That uh, makes sense. Uh, all right, what's your number two, Brandon? God, I oh lord, everything else is just so crap to me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want, I don't want to pick anything else. Everything else is so crap. Uh, oh my god, it's all crap. Is this I, the pot I, cookies week of the season? Oh, this is the pie this has to be, because good lord, this is awful. Uh, <laughs> the national TV games? Oh my god, this is so bad, guys. <laughs> I can't even pick a game. You know what? Oh, okay. I'll, I Actually, I, I have a reason for picking this game. Because I could have picked a couple others that maybe have some intriguing storylines to it. But this one to me is like the only one that makes sense. And it's Raven Steelers. Um Rivalry, yeah. baby. Yeah, rivalry game. Ravens, we they're three and one, but we don't know who the hell they are. Um, especially offensively. Um Steelers, Matt Canada is a is is uh, horrible. Uh, there's, there's not enough negatives to describe Matt Canada. Um <laughs> And I feel bad because that's the only thing, like, you know, rivalry games. But here's the thing. Raven Stewart is always a bloodbath. It's always a fairly physical game. That's the AFC North. It's just physicality. Um, Steelers, they need this. This would make – if the Steelers can pull out a win, it would make that division so interesting because, nice. like, I, I know I did say that the AFC North is just an absolute snooze fest, but Raven Stewart is just a bloodbath. I, I want to see two teams just, just – Go full on NFL blitz the or blitz the league, and just straight straight up just start hammering each other into the I gotta turf. I got to play blitz the league. I've never played. Um, because right now, look, look look at that division right now: three and one, two and two, two and two, one and three. Like this game, like if the Ravens win this game, I almost think they're gonna win the division. So if so, to I mean, I still think they probably win it anyway because they're, they're just I mean out of out of those four just in. Out of sync teams, uh, right the, now, probably, yeah, yeah, they're they're probably the ones that are still the most intact, really. Um, so but Raven Stewart's rivalry, Stewart knows what's on the line is you know, they're sharing first place. Um, they they need they need to get something going, like they, I mean. It's just it's too many. I mean, they're both inconsistent teams, so this would be a team. This is kind of a get right game for both teams, really, to see what you really are, especially against your division. You know how big division games are. Um, yeah, that's why it's my second game. It's just there, there's 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 not a lot a lot riding on the line just yet, but there's enough there to where you know it it'll probably feel like a must win for either team, especially for the division race. Uh, Shane, how many offensive coaches did you count? Is okay if I'm correct. There are twenty. Jesus! Wow! Wow! Twenty versus twelve. So, uh, that's sixty-three percent. Damn! Wow! Yeah. yeah, that adds to it for sure. Uh, Majority. Shane, what are your picks for the week? Well, um, you know, it's I really all, wish we could pick. Crap. It's all crap. I was gonna say, I really wish we could pick the the, the big games. Um, yeah, this would be the week where I wish we could, but there was a, that's part of the reason the segment works like this. 
I know, but it's just depressing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, although Houston Atlanta should be interesting. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was thinking about picking that, but I was like, nah, Desmond Ritter's just gonna be terrible. I mean, yeah, but the, I feel like these are two teams that are, um, you know, really close to being. Uh, competitive, I guess. Not like a contender, but just, you know, um, competitive teams, maybe looking at a wild card or something um, that just aren't quite there yet because they're either they're very young or they have, you know, a lot of kind of like B, B plus veteran talent that they brought in in free agency and trades and whatnot. <clears throat> and so, um, uh, yeah, and I think it'll be interesting. It's always fun to see two young quarterbacks going head to head, especially. I mean, Desmond Ritter is not a rookie, but it's his first year starting, so I mean, it feels like he is. Yeah. Um, uh, do you guys want to guess the line for this game? This game's also going to be my number two. Uh, do you want to guess the line, Shane? I'm going to guess. Houston minus five. Brandon. Uh I'll say Damn. Uh, uh I got I was gonna go big, but I also die off that that's right. Uh, I'll say Texans I'll go big screw. I can afford to be wrong a couple weeks. Forget it. Texans minus seven. Atlanta minus one and a half. Are you serious, bro? Yes. Really? Who? Who? Why? Why are you picking Atlanta? ESPN. Why? Why? Is it because it, is it only because Atlanta's home, or do you, or does do they not watch Texans football to know that CJ Stroud is on fire right now? Like that is the man. worst line of the week. Atlanta That's minus awful. one and a half. That's awful. That's so awful. Oh man, Vegas is drunk. starting to sound like <laughs> Vegas, you're Vegas. To sound like you're from Jersey. Vegas is drunk. Vegas is drunk. I've had enough. That's ridiculous. Well, uh, Vegas is drunk. Yes. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're all bad. Yeah, they're all betting on the strip. Yeah, you ever been there? Oh no, I don't. I don't think I want to. I know sketch. I know all that sketchy stuff that happens there. It just smells like booze and cigarettes everywhere you go. Oh yeah. Oh, the Times Square smells like that too. So trust me, I know. Oh, that's true. Oh my god, uh, Shane, what's your number two? Do I have to have one? Yes. Um, <laughs> that's that's how I felt. I was god. like, oh Jesus Christ. Um, I don't know, Cincinnati, Arizona. Screw it. Um, Damn it, that was my number one. <laughs> Just for the hell of it. <laughs> no, that is the clear number one for me. But Shane, go ahead. Well, no, I just to me that feels like a that feels like a, a game between two really good college teams. You know, it's just going to be like a <laughs> some no seriously, like you know how those are. No, it is. Some those are always like the most high scoring electric games, just like forty eight to forty six or something. I feel like it'll be like that. Um, do, you, do you guys want to guess? Do you guys want to guess the line for this one? This one's kind of fun. I, I uh, Lord, 
Cincinnati minus nine. Ran it. I, I I was gonna say something along the lines of that. Yeah, I'll say Cincy minus. Oh lord. I mean, they're both one and three, and they're both ass. Uh. Oh god. Uh. uh screw. It. I mean, I'm already over two. Might as well make it over three. Uh. Cincy minus three. Correct. Oh, <laughs> Cincinnati <laughs> minus three. Correct. I, I love it. Right I'm on the three and I drill it. Oh my god! I'm like Jake Elliott, the clutch baby. Send me in, coach. I mean, I feel like that's probably the the, the correct line for that game. But am I knowing how dumb Vegas is? I was like, eh, I'll just. Uh, I have I have an honest question for you guys. As I was doing the, pick-em, I have an honest answer. As I was doing the pick'em, <laughs> we was wearing a pick'em league. I'm strongly considering picking the Arizona Cardinals. Am I crazy? Oh, I am too. It, it, I, okay, but but Shane, explain your reasoning why. The, for me, it's really, it's it's not. Okay. <laughs> for me, the reason I would pick them is not an X's and O type of thing where one's got better players and a better play design or whatever. To me, this is more a game of momentum. And, you know, what's each team feeling right now? Um, Cincinnati, I feel, is... They had their hopes high last season after making the AFC Championship and the year before that, making the Super Bowl. And they're like, okay, well, next year. Well, now they're off to a crappy start. I feel like they're a little demoralized. Whereas Arizona, you know, everyone's saying, oh, they're going to be the worst team in the league. So they go out there thinking, yeah, we got nothing to lose. And they just beat Dallas. They're like, yeah. Why can't we beat these guys? You know what I mean? I think it's just a mentality difference. And um, because in that case, I would swing towards Arizona. However, on paper, you know, Cincinnati does have the better roster, the better coach. Um, so I don't know. It's uh it, the, to me, ironically, um, of all the the games this week, the pick this one is the toughest for me. Yeah, um, I could really see it going either way. Here's yeah. my thing: we did the top five worst teams last week, and I had Cincinnati, and I didn't have Arizona. I think Arizona is just oh, yeah. a better team right now. You know, I just you know I just funny? think from our pick'em, it's really hard to do that. It's really hard to do that when you're thinking about what, what you said, Shane, about the talent that Cincinnati has, but they haven't really showed it. Brandon, go ahead. It's it's also like this isn't like two one and three teams that both had high you know, high lofty goals for the season playing each other. So they you know, it'd really be a real fifty fifty. Like I when I when I was picking games for this week, I was like, you know, obviously if for those who don't know, we're in a pick 'em league, all of us. Um but when I was picking that game, I must have tapped on the Bengals and then back to the Cardinals and back to the Bengals and back to the, like at least for about five minutes. I was sitting there like I don't know who to pick. 
Yeah, I was like, I don't know who to pick. I legit, legitimately don't know because the Bengals have been awful this year, but the Cardinals have played better than their one and three record. Plus, the Cardinals, the Bengals had Super Bowl aspirations. Those are almost gone now. And then the Cardinals, unless they, unless the Bengals find a second gear and Joe Burrow gets you know magically, you know completely fully healthy. Um, and even then, their defense is not good. Um, not this year, but the Cardinals are playing with house money. They know they're not good this year. They know this is a rebuild year. So the Cardinals have nothing to lose, whereas the Bengals are free falling. So I ultimately, I pick. I'll say. I mean, I know I'm gonna spoil it because you know, you know, if you want to no, look spo- at our records. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Spoil it because here's here. I I mean, you don't have to, but here's how I feel about this game from a, from a pick'em league standpoint. It's games like this that determine who wins the pick'em league and not. Yeah, because it's like games I, that were just splitting hairs. I also picked the I picked the Cardinals. I and think I'm probably gonna end up picking Arizona because I don't. Every, I don't know what to do. With it. Like their defense, I mean their defense got up against Dallas. Like their defense, that like they knew they were playing a good team. A Super Bowl, a potential Super Bowl contending team. They knew what they were up against, and they went out there and d- 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 flat out Arizona dominated them. Period. Um, and then with the Bengals, they're not their records not Super Bowl contending, but they are one of those teams that's like you you normally for the past couple of years were put in there. So the so the Cardinals know what they're up against, and I mean the Cardinals have a lot of former Eagles players. I mean, listen, I hate Jonathan Gannon, but Gannon knows how to use those guys at least. Um. So, it's it's one of those things you where it's Jonathan like, Gannon. You've never told us that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys. I mentioned how much I hate Jonathan Gannon. Um, but it's I'm gonna. I swear. Um, if we ever do like a show where it's like all of we 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 can see everybody's faces and stuff like that, I'm gonna I'm gonna buy myself. I'm gonna make myself an I hate Jonathan Gannon T-shirt. Um, Beautiful. Um, oh but we should get I, Jonathan Gannon for an interview. Oh, I will ask him why did your defense suck ass in the Super Bowl? Why did you why did you cause every Eagles fan to drop dead at once I during have, that game? I I'm gonna ask Jonathan Gannon what what how how was that speech? Oh Lord, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got, the, got, that, got that fire in your gut. Got the fire in your um, gut. Um, but but yeah, but the card. Like if I have any connection to him, <laughs> you might. You might. You I don't know. I have a lot of weird connections. Oh my my God. God, you're 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 so connected. I don't even know. I can't even like. I guarantee, if I throw the most random name out there, it'll probably be some sort of connection. Six degrees of separation. Oh um, um, no, but definitely, yeah. We got you. Got to pick the. I I think I pick the Cardinals for this game, especially if Joe Burrow's still not fully healthy. You're picking the Cardinals. The Bengals can't score more than like 17 points a game. Cardinals. Josh Dobbs is, is weirdly electric. Um, so. I mean, and the Cardinals are playing with house money. And is that game in Arizona? It is. Oh, so yeah, I'm, I picked Arizona. Most of the people that picked it so far in our in like just in the in the whole everybody yeah, that plays pick them. Yeah, it's six. It's sixty four percent Bengals. But I'm like, that's. Nah, I don't think people. I don't think. I think a lot of people are just picking based off the name. They're not picking on based off what they've actually seen. So, yeah. I'm. I picked the Cardinals for that. Yes, yeah, that's an interesting pick them. Uh, pot cookies game of the week, Shane. Oh, dude, I thought of how we could connect him. <laughs> oh no, go! Oh God, no! 
<laughs> no okay. freaking way. Okay, okay. Um, the mental gymnastics are going to go crazy. So. Okay. Stick with me here. So we. So we <laughs> wait, does that make sense? Oh. Well, okay, I'll come back to that. Okay. Um, Pot cookies. <laughs> Pot cookies. Um, oh, Broncos, Jets. That's. That's pretty easy, I think. Brandon. Yeah. No, I I almost think it's almost that's almost a consensus pot cookies. My mine is that Giants Giants Dolphins. Uh, oh. guess, guess the line for Giants Dolphins, please. Uh. <laughs> it's nice ridiculous. Dolphins. Oh my god, Dolphins minus fourteen. Yeah, something like that. Are you going with the same thing, Shane? Yeah, roughly. Okay. Dolphins minus 12. Oh, okay. We were somewhat close. Panthers-Lions is a fun line. Notice the trend of how I'm doing these. But Panthers-Lions, what's the line? Oh. Uh, I got it. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay. So, Robert. Robert, we know. We know we know Miles Gaskin. We do, and we need okay. to, by the way, we need to get him on the podcast. I agree. And he knows from his times at UW, Buda Baker. Oh. And guess where Buda Baker oh plays? Oh my god. That is true. The Arizona Cardinals. <laughs> oh my god. He's Buda Baker. So we are we need, we need to get Gaskin on the show, former Viking, so, former Dolphin. So we are two people removed from Jonathan Gannon. <laughs> So next time, next time you see Miles Gaskin, next time you see Miles Gaskin, tell him to tell Buddha to tell to tell Jonathan Gannon how much I despise him. Dude, we I gotta contact Gaskin, man. We gotta get him on the show. I want him as an interview. We do. Really bad. God, we'll, we'll definitely I, figure that out. Oh, I um, have, I have, I have a Dolphins friend that wants to join the show once once the Giants get killed. Oh, th- then invite him on Sunday night. Invite him yeah, that's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna do. I told him. I said, "Yeah." I said, "If you want to come on, hop on." It's <laughs> gonna on. be funny. Uh, yeah. So minus twelve. Panthers Lions. Oh, uh, well, Panthers own four. They don't show much improvement. I don't know what they Lions are. Lions minus nine. Yeah, I'm gonna say. I was gonna say some of the similar thing. I was. Gonna, I was actually gonna say Lions minus. I'll be fair. Oh well, no, I won't. No, I will. Oh. Uh, Lions minus two. No. Ding, ding, ding! Brandon got two. Lions what? minus ten. Bro, I've never been good at guessing like stuff like this in my life, and yet I every week now I'm getting at least one game right. Oh my god! And I, I, I promise you, I promise you guys and everybody, like I'm not even looking at the spreads. <laughs> I'm not even close. I'm literally just looking at the get the games, like the records. And I'm just looking right, at it, right. and then, and then I'm, I'm literally just thinking in my head of like, oh, how much better is this team than the other? Like, that's all I'm literally doing in my head. Um, okay, so pop culture topic for today, uh, Shane. I think you'll, I think you'll like participating in this one. This is one we've had in the docket for a while. Uh, Madden covers. Did they deserve the Madden cover or not? Ooh, for their particular year. I'm gonna read it I out. Like this. 
I'm going to read it out, and then you guys debate um, who deserved it. How far back are we going? Uh, that's what I'm trying to look at, is how far back we should go. Let's see. To when the game began. Uh, that's actually kind of what I'm thinking. Um, hang on. <laughs> but then again, we have to look. We have to look up like the history, like of the player, like what their stats were that year, all that stuff. Like yeah. nine hundred years. I just not not the history games list. There we go. We are going from Madden two thousand and one all the way up that's to fair. today. That's Madden 2001, so again, you have to go a year prior, so 2000, two, year 2000. Madden yep. 2001, the cover was Eddie George. Yes or no? Mm. Off, Can off. I be honest with you? Never heard of him. Uh, <laughs> what? Wow, you never heard what? of Eddie George, what, the, Titan, the Titans running, running back? back? No. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, uh, no, no comment. I, I, I will say he did. Um because uh, knowing Eddie George off the top of my head, he was also, he was like, I mean, he was first team all pro in 2000, second team all pro 99. That was during his Pro Bowl years. Um, he was the NFL offensive rookie of the year in 96. Like, those are things I kind of just remember. I remember he was just the, the man in the late 90s. So I, I think he, yeah, I would say, yeah, he, he deserved it. 2002, Dante Culpepper. I, I got to kind of. This game was also developed by Bud Cat Creations. Uh, I don't know what the hell man. that is, but okay. Yeah, Madden Dun- 2002, Dun- Dante Culpepper. Oh, yeah, hell no. That man did not deserve it at all. Then who did deserve it is the question. If, I, if I'm thinking back to, I have to look at the 01 season. If I'm thinking of 01. I, Drew Bledsoe. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, technically. Uh... <laughs> but now I gotta think about it, because mm. the guy that ended up being on the cover, what the year after or '03, was Marshall Falk. You could have put him on there. Yeah, '03's um, Falk. We're gonna get to that. Oh damn! You know what? I would. I mean, I'm not gonna put another Ram on there because I could have easily said Kurt Warner too. I was yeah. just gonna say that. Um, you can. You can double up because it's oh, happened before. Yeah. I, you know, I, I would say Kurt Warner. Okay. I think that's fair. 2003 is Marshall Falk. Did he deserve to be on the cover? Absolutely. Yep. No doubt in my mind. 2004, the greatest video game character ever, Michael Vick. <laughs> uh, I mean, you got to also, with Michael Vick, you have to factor in his cultural appeal, too. Right. Like, not just, because he was still raw at that point in his career. Yeah. But he had a massive cold because everybody knows how you know, his legs, like how how he was. So, oh, man, oh four. Yeah, I mean, in hindsight, with um, you know, what happened with him, uh, <laughs> it's not a great it's cover a, for that. But it's yeah, I don't no, think it's a great. He's not a great. He's not a great time, cover. But at the time, I think it made sense. I don't know. See. It's tough because they put him on the cover of 04, but in 03, he only played five games. True. So, oh, I don't know. Um, And right, I'm, I'm correct in looking at that, right? Oh, that would have been the year before they put him on the cover, right? Like, so, the, the 2003. Year after, 2003. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, 03. Um, 
Well, wait. Well, where if we're in O three? No. So you would be looking at what? Would you be looking at O three? You are looking. Are we looking at? No, you're looking at O two. My bad. O two. O two. Yeah. Cause I O three. Well, no, actually, yeah, yeah. Okay, my bad. So two years prior. My bad. I don't think that affects what we already did, but yeah. Yeah. Well, Why do they have called... to make them in the wrong year? Pisses me off. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to figure out because. I was going to say, there was no reason to put him on 04. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute, 03, 04, it's that season. So that would have been before he got injured so that be year. 02, yeah. So you'd be looking at the 02 season. So, yeah, I mean, well, actually, does at that it, point. Does that, does that change what we already did? Eddie George, Zolte Culpepper, and Marshall Falk? No, no. I don't think it Eddie changed because we, no. we said Kurt no. Warner for 2002. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah, no, that that doesn't change. Yeah, it doesn't change because Dante Culpepper was not a good quarterback anyway. Um, No matter what year. That guy was severely overrated. In his career, um, oh yeah. Then if I'm looking at O two, then yeah, I'd say Michael Vick deserved it. The guy, the guy had 16 passing touchdowns. Uh, but you gotta remember, it was a different, it was, different, it was a different era 20 years ago. So he played 15 games, started all 15, 16 passing touchdowns, eight picks. But but he, then he had 777 rushing yards and eight rushing touchdowns. So yeah, I think that was unheard of then. Yeah, that was unheard of. That was wild. That that was what that was basically what Jalen Hurts did last year. So, so imagine what Jalen Hurts did last year, but in 2002. So that was ridiculous. Yeah. So yeah, that, yeah, that was ridiculous. So yeah, he deserved it. I don't. I just found a new video game console, Tapwade Zodiac. The first game for the Tapwade Zodiac was Madden NFL 2005, and your cover was Ray Lewis. Deserved. Easy. I, mm. I think easily deserved. Beast. I think especially for the hit stick feature, easily. Oh deserved. hell yeah. Uh, oh, 06, the worst 360 game ever on Madden. It was awful on the 360 and PS3. Donovan McNabb, Donovan baby. McNabb. McNabb. Do, do you uh, agree? I, without bias, do you guys agree? <laughs> the next two is actually going to be without bias. You also, I mean, you got to realize that that's for the 05, 06 year Madden 06, right? Yes. So, 04, 05, we know what, I mean, up till that point, McNabb was a healthy quarterback, and up till that point, like if you look at his numbers, they were really good. So, yeah. Oh, it's I got I got to look at who else was in 04 though. Like who was big in 04 that I could put ahead? Oh man! I mean, off the top of my head, I don't mind it, but yeah, yeah. I to, I'm trying to think. Like, I mean, you're not you're not gonna put Tony Gonzalez there, um. Was that one of Favre's really good years? Curtis Martin had a good year in 04, but that was his last good year. And then he was he was, he was retired, but basically in that last so it wouldn't, have, it wouldn't have made sense to put him on the cover at that point. You could you could have put Curtis Martin. But I I wouldn't. I I think I think McNabb's fair. I don't think he was the maybe not the perfect one, but I think he's fair. 2007, Sean Alexander. He's tough because he was he was only good for like a couple seasons. But wasn't that one year his like his MVP year though? When yeah, he got on the cover. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. Oh, so yeah, he was MVP in 05, So that makes sense. Yeah, actually, you know what? That does make sense. I shouldn't say one good year. He had like he had like four. But his shelf life, yeah, yeah. The season that the yeah, oh five yeah, short, but it was great while it lasted. You, bro, his 05 numbers are ridiculous. Ridiculous, bro. Yeah. Who the hell do you hear having twenty-seven rushing touchdowns? That's that you don't even see that today. 
let alone back in 2005. Yeah. 27 rushing TDs. Are, are he, was he on crack? What, yes. What? <laughs> no, bro, he had over 1,800 yards, had a, had a yards per carry of 5.1 and 27 rushing TDs. Oh, hell yeah, he deserved it for that. Yeah, at that point. Yeah, and even in 06, he wasn't healthy, but he still had, like, yeah, I mean, we're not talking about 06, but, but he still had, still had almost 900 yards in 10 games played and 17 TDs. So, yeah, he was deserved. 08, Vince Young. Hell no. <laughs> Couldn't have been faster. Vince Young, most probably one of the worst Madden covers ever. Vince Young was never at any point in his career a good quarterback. Who would you have put instead for 2008? Uh, I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look at 06. Um, one guy that go. comes to mind is Randy Moss. Oh hell yeah! Oh yeah. hell yeah! You could have. But let me see. Let me let me just make sure before I double down on that. Peyton Manning. Uh, yeah, you could put Peyton. Uh, oh, you know who you you don't who you definitely could have put LeBron James. LeBron you could have James. Put, you could have put Peyton right, but you could have you could have easily put Ladanian Tomlinson. Yo, that would yeah, be that's a good one. Yeah, easily. that's a good one. Luis, I like that. Luis Castillo made it for the Spanish language version. That's interesting. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. We don't talk about that. <laughs> um, 2009, Roberto Garza was the Spanish language guy for the Bears. The actual cover was Brett Favre as a Packer and a Jet, if you got the Jets cover. Yeah, oh, yeah, 2000, I remember that. 2009, Brett Favre. Oh, nine, Brett Favre. <laughs> oh. Uh... So, oh, seven. Oh, you could have put Moss on that one too. Yeah, actually, that would have been a good year for Moss. That would have been a good year for, but I think, well, I'll say LT. Yeah. I'll say LT for um, eight, and then or no, yeah, eight, and yeah, then LT for eight for, and nine, for nine. Moss, yeah, Moss, or you could have put Brady even. Yeah, one of those two. Yeah. One of those two. Yeah, but I would have put Moss. Uh, all right, 2010, we have the double cover of Paul Amalu and Fitzgerald, 2010. That's, that's deserved. I think that's very well Long deserved. goes hard. It's a great cover. Yeah. 11's easy, too. Breeze deserved. Yeah, yes. I, I, I think Breeze easy deserved. Uh, uh, well, oh, ha 2012. Have, Jesus. have fun with this one. Peyton Hillis, 2012. Oh. The only Madden cover that just didn't age well at all. Other, other, uh, uh, for football Vince reasons. Young. For football yeah. reasons. For football well, Vince reasons. Young. Vince Young, too. Yeah, I think those two. But Peyton Hillis, for football reasons. Oh, yeah, his, yeah. Who would you have rather put on that one? Well, we got to go back to 2010. So, oh, my God. Uh, he's Peyton Hills is only remembered for being on the Madden cover. I'm sorry. Yeah, really. Yeah, true. Uh, wow. There's not a lot you could put. Wow, because even if you look at the statistical leaders, there's there's a same, there's a different person for every category. You know what's funny? That's one where you probably because you would put you put Moss and LT before that, and then you have uh you have uh Paul Malo and Fitzgerald and Breeze. 
I don't know if you put another quarterback on there because you probably could have put Tom Brady. Um, but oh man, who the hell could you? You know what? Oh, you know who I would have put probably. To come to think of it, who do you have? I probably, who? I probably would have put Arian Foster. Ooh, well, that's not bad. That's not a bad one. Eric, because Arian Foster literally up until that point was a beast. Was a beast in the NFL. Um, the only Madden to ever come out for the Wii U. That garbage console. Um, we're Madden 13. <laughs> Calvin Johnson deserves. Yeah. Hall of Famer. I think he's a, it's one of my favorite every, covers. It's one of my favorite every, covers. Ever. Every single season. Every season he dominated. That's not even close. He deserved that. That That's one of my favorite covers ever. Men 25. We're not focused on Barry Sanders. I'm not looking at the legends. For the PS4 and Xbox One cover, the second place in the fan vote that year for Madden 25, Adrian Peterson. So we're looking at 2012 here. Fair. Yes. Yeah. Fair. Adrian Peterson for the next-gen cover. Especially, yeah, especially after coming back from the injury and all that. Yeah, you know. yeah he was deserved. Yeah, for sure. It's also he a was really still, nice cover. He was still that. good. He was still good up until 2015, too. So he he was fine. I have no problem with that. Yeah. yeah. Madden 15, Richard Sherman. At that I time. Mean, at that time. I didn't, I didn't mind it. <laughs> yeah, at that time, I'm trying to think. Um. Damn, I gotta go. I, I, I remember at that time it was between him and um, Ham Newton was the yeah, run I want, up. I want, I want to say you're going back to 13, right? And that's that is when the Seahawks won the Super Bowl. Yeah. Um. That's fair. You I mean you? Um, yeah, I think that's fair. That that because I'm as I'm looking at it, nobody else really stands out. Uh. See, I'm biased. To, well, you could have you could have put Peyton on that one, um, especially being that would have ended up being what his last year playing, I think, or something like yeah. that, or maybe the next to last. Yeah. So, and Peyton. No, Peyton, he had two more years after that. Did he? Yeah. I yeah. So yeah. I I I'm, I've lost track of all time and space. Uh, <laughs> I'm, no, I'm just Richard saying Sherman. yeah, but I think Shane's right. I think it's two years. Yeah, Richard Sherman's fine. I probably. See, as much as it pains me, I would have put LaShawn McCoy, but by that point, he was not an eagle by the time that game came out because LaShawn McCoy was literally still great up until that point. But no, yeah, no, I'd say Richard Sherman still deserved. Uh, Madden 16, Odell Beckham Jr. The famous catch is the cover. Yeah, that's the thing. Uh, like, I mean, they not fixed that the catching he's bad, of course. They fixed the catching mechanics that year too, by the way. That's why he was on the cover. Anyway, continue, Shane. Are we going well, too like, far back? I feel like he got that covered just because of one catch. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was 2014. It was like, going too far back. I, I think this is the year. You know, well, you this know, I would have gone Peyton. This is, this is also the year they stopped doing the fan vote, by the way. All the rest were fan votes. You know, you know who right. you could have, you know, you could have probably put on there, and probably, and he deserved it because he hadn't been on there till that point yet. And I don't think he ever, and actually, yeah, he never made the cover. Uh, I mean, no. it's it's a dark horse because a lot of people would say at that point, AB, and but AB did eventually make it. But we'll get to so, his cover. 
So, yeah, but I it's a dark horse, but Luke Keekley. I would have loved that. Luke yeah, that'd Keek, be cool. People forget, but at that point in the NFL, Luke Keekley was the man at linebacker. He works so, he works for the Panthers radio, by the way. Still very that's much in awesome. the Dude, he's thirty two. If he's if he and he retired back in twenty nineteen, if he would have kept playing, oh my god. Yeah. He had concussion stuff from what I remember, but yeah. Yeah. Um but, surprise retirement. Yeah. Definitely. Uh Madden seventeen Gronk. Uh, I think up until that point that's probably fair. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Gronk. Oh boy. Uh yeah, because when I'm looking at the statistical leaders back in 15 and stuff, I'm not seeing anything great. Like, every, there's a different guy for every category. And, and that, that was a fresh off a of Super Bowl year, wasn't it? Yes. I believe so, so yeah. yeah. Yeah, then that's fair to put Gronk there. I think that's fair. Yeah. 18, Tom Brady. This was the whole GOAT edition year, Madden 18. I mean, anything with, Brady's, anything with Brady's fine. Just because yeah, that was Tom Brady. right after that was right after the twenty eight three game, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Nineteen Antonio Brown. This one also just doesn't age well. The game is also not very good. <laughs> this is honestly one of the worst modern Maddens I've ever played. Madden yeah, I'd say the past yeah like ten years. Yeah, it's one of the worst modern Maddens. Absolutely, yeah, so bad. Anyway, I would switch this cover. Uh, what do you guys think? Considering. <laughs> Even with that, the time, even even at the time, I don't think it's a great cover. No, I thought it was weird. Oh, because you probably in nineteen, so you probably, yeah, you probably could have put. I see why Antonio Brown's on there though. He did have, he led the league, I think, in receiving yards. Uh, damn. Every, and once again, it's another year where every single stat leader was, was some somebody different. Jesus. It was 20, yeah, 2017. Um, yeah, I don't know who else you'd put there, though. Who else would you put there? How was someone like Von Miller? I would have loved that. Uh, by that point, though, I think yeah, he was... Yeah, that was a good season. Or Khalil Mack. Yeah, I could see it. Give some love to to the defensive guys. That's true. Yeah, I could I could see something like that. I don't know, man. I'm like on the fence. That one I'm on the fence with. Just like that game is trash. Like I'm on the fence with the cover because I'm like, damn, that's that's also one of the things that irks me about the game. I just don't like the cover. Yeah, I still have it. Well, I remember I have I have all the Maddens up to this point. So oh, yeah, I, I, I can remember. I, so yeah. Oh my god. Ah, oh, damn. You know, uh, you know who you know has my copy of Madden 19? You know who has it? Shane, you have my copy of Madden 19 right now. <laughs> do I? Yes, you do. do oh, I? yeah, that's right. Do I? The, it's bundled with uh, FIFA. FIFA. I bought Madden and FIFA bundled. Ooh, I still need to get on that. I'm, the more I think about it, oh, you know who would have been a good defensive guy to put on there? You know, they kind of didn't make sense at the time, but I can kind of see it because he led the league in picks that year. Who, Jameis put... Flipping Winston? No. <laughs> Other picks. Other kind of picks. <laughs> uh, Kevin Byard. 
Oh wow, that would—that's a dark horse one. I like that. That's a, that's a dark horse. I—I'll put a dark horse in there. Just like I put dark horse Luke Kuechly, I put dark horse Kevin Byard. Uh. Or actually, too, you know, actually, well, uh, well, actually, I found a good one. <gasps> but I don't know if he'd be put on there. No, I don't think it was good enough. I was gonna say you probably no. I was gonna say Jarvis Landry, but no. I don't think so. No. Uh, Twenty Mahomes superstar X Factor year. Um. Oh damn! I just thought of a good one for the for the Antonio Brown one. Which is what Chandler Jones. Oh okay. Not... I mean not now 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 it doesn't age well, but like but but <laughs> at that time Brown doesn't age well but, at all. But at that time he was one of the best defensive linemen in football. Yeah. Uh, Mahomes so... for twenty. Yeah, uh, I think so. See, that was. I think I think if you were, to, I'll, I'll get to the cover. I'm actually fine with Mahomes being on this one. I'm not that high on. But he was a passing touchdowns leader that year. The year that we're talking about, like going, going back, 18. going back. Yeah, yeah. So that's fair, I think. Or, well, hmm. or this was the year that Aaron Donald had his twenty sacks, yeah, or whatever it was. Yeah, but, yeah, remember, yeah. but I'm also thinking in terms of Madden coverage, you're never, you're not going to put a. I'm I mean, saying you if you if you had the pick, yeah, I mean, damn, yeah, you know what, Donald would have been a good. Pick. But the thing is, too, we gotta remember that was like Mahomes. Wasn't that like Mahomes' like breakout year? Yes, it was. So, so I think that's why that that was like the first time he really like, uh, because we're going back to eighteen for that one. So that was the first time he he exploded. That was the year he exploded. So yeah, no, I mean so, I get it. I just yeah, yeah. Um, or like Julio Jones, he was he had probably his best year in eighteen. Yeah, but I think by that point he was older though still. I don't think they would have put him. Oh yeah. Um, most of the time, Brandon. Cause listen, Julio would have been a good pick, <laughs> I think, back in like something like maybe sixteen or something. But like if probably. they didn't have like like if they didn't have another, you know, they didn't have what they had. But yeah. that makes sense. That makes sense. I, I think Mahomes is, is fair enough. Uh, the COVID cover and the first one on the current gen console series XS and PS5. Um, also, one of the only two on Stadia, Madden 21, Lamar Jackson. So, you know, this is where I would have gotten Mahomes <laughs> this year. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. I also Damn. think this is a bland looking cover. It's fun, I like it, but it's kind of bland. I mean, I yeah. get why I get why Lamar Jackson made it though. Oh, I totally that, understand. That that was his MVP year, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Oh, you know who? Oh, I was gonna say. I mean, he got injured, uh, but you know who you could have put on there potentially. Who? You could have put Michael Thomas. Oh, that would have been fun. I like that. Oh, yeah, after a uh, yeah. record-setting year. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, Lamar Jackson on the cover, to me, I always felt like just... Oh, damn. Actually, the more you I know, think like... of mine. Uh, actually, the more I think of it, you could have put Derrick Henry, too. I think there was better cover options that year, to be fair. Yeah. I would have gone the year after, if anything, for him. Yeah, maybe the year after, yeah. Because that, that, yeah, the year after is when he got 2K. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 22 is Brady and Mahomes. No, see, I don't like no. that. Brady was already on there. Mahomes already on there, and they don't deserve to be on there again. Yeah, so, I, I, that's how I felt. But if I were I to make the pick, I would have just kept this as the cover and changed both of their covers. Or changed Mahomes' at least. I, w- I would have just gave it to Derrick Henry. Like without without even a thought, I would have gave it. I would have just gave it to Derrick Henry. Shane, do you agree? Yeah, yeah, I don't hate that. That was when it came off. two K. Yeah, I don't yeah. have that thought. Yeah, I mean that's not bad. <laughs> um, twenty three, uh, John yeah. Madden, legendary, legendary that's, cover. Well, we I, know why. Yeah, we know Can't why. Can't even argue. You know, we know why. But by the way, I love both of the covers. The thanks coach cover. The next gen cover is great. The actual yeah. John Madden football yeah. cover. It's a great. It's one of the best just overall Madden covers. Both obviously current, which is the original cover, and next gen. Uh. 24, obviously, I think it's too early to kind of make a serious determination on this, but Josh Allen? Well, we can look in the rearview mirror and see what we think. (laughs) I I was fine with this. I didn't think it was the best choice, but I was fine with it at the time. And I still am fine with it a few months ago at the time. Uh, But I'm Uh, still fine with it now. We'll see. You know know who I would have put on there? Jalen Hurts and I would have been extremely. By the way, by the way, I would. Right. By the way, I would have been extremely happy with that. I think that yeah. would have been a great cover choice. You, you, you are damn right. I would have put you, especially Jalen Hurts was the runner-up to MVP, and you weren't going to put Mahomes on there three times. So, and with Jalen Hurts playing in the Super Bowl, and for him to set records like he did, and be a great like everything that Jalen Hurts did last year. I remember Josh Allen faded second half of last year, so. I would have put Jalen Hurts, and at the, and it came it came down. I think to Hurts Allen and like one other guy. So I to me it would have been Jalen Hurts. Uh, here's a reception and legacy on Wikipedia for Madden. Uh, John Madden recalls a time in San Francisco when an Eagles player rushed into a hotel room asking, "Where's Madden?" When people pointed to at the time the Fox commentator, the player said, "No, not that Madden. I want the game." <laughs> That's awesome. That was from 2002. Oh, I'm I'm not I'm not that much of of a of an idiot Eagles fan, am I? Like, um, but, good lord! But yeah, Madden has been no. around for so long <laughs> that it has made four billion dollars plus in total sales. My God, and that that's four billion dollars four billion dollars worth of idiots. Yeah, that's it. Oh. That's that honestly seems low. That yeah, I was thinking about it though. as much as that's a lot of money to us in general. That does seem a little bit low though. Uh, Although see. I guess it's just an American audience, pretty much. Well, yeah, you got yeah, you got think you can't think about it worldwide. Yeah, you got to think about just the American audience. And there's how many I know, people but we think we're so important, to Brandon. Many, okay. Wait, 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 I want to break this down to a mathematical perspective. How many people live in America? How many people live in America exactly? Well, or how many males? Three hundred fifty million. And roughly. How many, how many other men? Uh, uh, what's half that? 175? Or no? Yeah. Yeah, but it's not I half. It, I think it's like, isn't it like two thirds or like a, like a little like a little over half are women? Like 60% women? Something like that? 60? No, it's like, it's it's like 50.1%. Is it really? Oh, I'm boy. looking it up. I can't, I can't math. Um, uh, the high The highest grossing video games, number one is Pokemon. 
with there are GTAs up there. Um, Pokemon, Mario, Call of Duty. Uh, Wii accessories, then Pac-Man is top five. But yeah, no, GTA is pretty high. Anyways, continue your thought. How many of them I, are men? I, I'm trying to think how many are men and then how many would would buy Madden. How many are sports fans? Like, that you can't quantify it, really. Like, I'm just saying, let's say 100, let's say 160 million or 165 million are men. Okay, yeah. Um, 50.5% of the American population is women. And 49.5% are men. So, uh, there are 1% more women than men in the United States. So we'll say like, okay, so let's say maybe what, like what, one seventy-two. There are, yeah, there, there are. Uh, as of the twenty twenty census, there are one hundred and sixty-four million men. I love how I love how you just disregard that women don't play Madden because it's such a small percentage. <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, because it is a small percentage. So it's like you're not gonna split hairs there. By We're the just way, gonna do like average. Awesome small percentage of women play Madden, but still, like, oh it's yeah, a very small percentage. Yeah, like yeah, that that that's why I don't mean to single them out, you know, for any other reason. It's just that it, because it's it's men playing Madden. Like it's it's you know, it's, it's fine, very, Brandon. Very we know you're sexist. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, one, one, six, so 164 are roughly men but the thing is not all men play Madden so we're gonna what cut that maybe what half again yeah so 164 divided by 2 is what is, is is I can't math is 81 80 is it 82 80, okay 82 million that's 82 let's, let's just say half and that's not right but let's just say half times well, when the game used to come out frequently, especially let's, let's do like the past like I don't know, like ten plus years, it was like sixty bucks. Yeah, let's say sixty bucks. So times sixty. That's a that's already almost five billion dollars. So yeah, four, four four billion. I mean, that's just that's just being completely general. It's probably way off, but. If that's at least somewhat close, four billion does seem low. That does seem a bit low. Well, I mean, the thing is, though, I don't know if that includes, like, is that the amount of money EA is I, making? Yeah, like, or no, is that, that just that's, gross sales? That, that's just gross sales, all time gross sales. Because, because the thing is, like. GameStop or you know whoever sells the game, they keep about a third of the profits. Oh, so yeah, <clears throat> you have to take that into account. And then yeah, yeah we're talking about gross and then, sales here, I think. And then you know roughly half of what they make, of what EA makes after that goes to taxes. Oh damn! So like yeah, if they, you know, if they say a game made four billion really they made like oh god what is that oh, like 1.5 billion yeah you know so uh, yeah jesus i only Thank think god. about this all this stuff because 
I'm in entertainment. <laughs> Yeah, and, I, and I'm not a math I'm not a math major, so I, I can't even. I can't even think. And people are, yeah, because I mean, I'll, I'll hear people. There was this movie that I saw recently. I can't even remember what it's called, but it had an eighty million dollar budget, and it made one hundred and eighty million at the box office. And so, uh. My grandma was like, "Wow, they made a hundred million dollars." actually well they did they did because you have to times two for marketing yeah no that i understand that's easier for me to understand right but but uh video video game sales is not my forte yeah so they would have kept the theaters would have kept like 60 and then and then again uh, for marketing so Time. Wait, what's times two? Uh, how how it's normally done is so eighty million times two for marketing would be the total budget of a movie. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if instead of making a hundred million, they actually probably would have lost some money. Yeah. I uh, fa- I, I found a movie. Crazy. I found a couple movies recently. That if you take their the the budget times two, t- times two for marketing, and then the total box office, they made no exactly zero dollars. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> there are movies like that. All right. Well, I think <laughs> I think that's it for our Thursday night. We'll see you all back on Sunday with all these terrible games. My brain. I'm not gonna lie. My brain At the melted. end there, I totally forgot we were in a podcast. Yeah, my my brain melted. I should never have done mental math. Now 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 I'm Friday, and I got to start the shower. I didn't shower, I got home from work. So, oh my god, I'm a mess. What time is it over there for you right now? It's like one, almost one twenty. Yeah, yeah, it's one twenty. Almost yeah, one twenty, but like almost one thirty. But by, by the time I go to bed, it's probably three in the morning. Jesus. I just looked at the clock and it's ten twenty here. So. Which is which is what which is why when you guys are still texting in the group chat when it's like when it's like, you know, twelve thirty over there, I'm like, you guys realize it's like close to four in the morning <laughs> over here, right? Like I'm not gonna see that shit until I wake up. Like Yeah, I forget about that. Oh god, and then, and then I, I wake su- up. I just assume I, everyone is on the same time zone. Yeah, and then I and then I and then I wake up and I'm like, oh, there's like 10 missed messages in the group chat I'm like what the hell did i miss so, like i went to sleep bro like do you guys not sleep <laughs> oh my god well uh, robert doesn't sleep he's I a vampire I'm, I'm batman i'm batman baby batman. jesus i have to wake up at nine in the morning tomorrow oh oh boohoo well no for for you for you waking up at nine might as well be waking up at three you're basically Three in the morning, three a.m. All oh, right, Lord. Well, get <laughs> some rest, and we'll see you all back on Sunday. Thank you, Shane. Thank you, Brandon, for joining us as always, and we will see you shortly. Yep. Yep. Can't wait, boys. Peace. <laughs>